Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special Lenten edition of Ignite Radio Live. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, and we are so blessed to be with you. Um, Tonight, we are going to play for you in just a moment, episode four of our Family Road Trip podcast, and we know Mm -hmm. you will be delighted and inspired and... Probably a few you'll laugh, things. you'll cry, you'll be moved <laughs> in between, and, and then entertained. Afterwards, we would love to welcome your thoughts, your questions, your prayer requests, how your Lent is going, any glory stories. So we invite you to be our guest this evening. Call us at eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. Write that down so that you can call. What's that number again? Eight seven. I might want to call in. Eight seven seven. You got that part? I do. 275-8098. So pray that the Spirit enlightens you and places upon your heart that which he wishes you to give testimony to this night. But until then, let us buckle up (laughs) and hit the road for episode four of our Family Road Trip podcast. Down the road. and welcome to the fourth episode of the Family Road Trip Podcast. We are delighted that you're with us. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and our dear couple friends. Not just a couple of friends, but couple friends. Awesome. Thanks for that clarification. Um, So folks, we are on a seven-week journey. Again, we're on the fourth leg of this journey. And these are very courageous couples. What makes them courageous? Well, a lot of things could make somebody courageous. But I think one of the most challenging things today is families making time, meaningful, sacred time to bring their whole family together to talk and pray. That can be kind of scary, right? Like we pray before dinner, right? The best of us. But when's the last time we really sat down, made meaningful time to talk and pray about meaningful things in our lives? So a way to help us do that is this cool thing that we've all been following called a Live It Gathering Guide. You can find out more at ilovemyfamily.us. If you go to ilovemyfamily.us, you'll kind of see a one-pager about what this mission is about. Now, as we've been journeying, at the very beginning, we encourage you to you know, go to ilovemyfamily.us, hear the earlier episodes. It's blended with uh, um, secular, popular music and movie clips. We're a little bit quirky, I should say I am, in the production, um, but we're wanting to just recognize that faith isn't in a bubble. It isn't just this one book on a shelf with a lot of other books. It's woven into our whole lives, and it has to do with all the good things in culture that we deal with. And so I really encourage these couples and chose them from the very beginning to be really honest, really authentic about this journey of making God known by bringing their families together, talk and pray, and um, really being honest about the challenges that they're facing. So... Hang with us. It's typically no more than 16 or 17 minutes. We're we're glad you're with us. And uh, now that we're in episode four, we're kind of, you know, a little ways down the road. We can talk a little more about um, the effect that it's having. So, all right, folks, we're going to begin with the Ericsons. Erickson, here we are. Stop four. Tell us about your Live It gathering this past week. Well, (laughs) they're far more comfortable in sharing, I think, things that are a little bit deeper. Um, first and foremost, I, th- I believe that that's one of the biggest hurdles to tackle is is helping your kids go deeper. 
deeper than just, you know, I'm sorry for hitting my sister or I'm sorry for, you know, um, taking the toys away from this child or that child or being mean, like, like the deep, the deeper reasoning, like, like apologizing and making commitments to, um, not doing those things again. Right. And talking about why God does not want us to treat others that way. And I think that we've made some marks there. He's beginning to believe. Something I think that has been really cool is that the, especially the older two girls see that they are being heard and what they have to say matters mm. and that what they have to say. Um, for example, recently our um, oldest two girls came to us and they were in tears and they're, they're like, you know, mommy and daddy, we don't, we feel like you're spending a lot of time with the littles, but not really spending very much time with us. Mm. And I have to say, I don't think they would be uh, open to coming to us and saying those things if we haven't been spending this time together, praying and talking together, because they see that we, that we really do care and that we really do love them. talked about this as a couple like how are we gonna make this better and so we've we have been able to come up with a plan that you know these are some things you guys are gonna have to step up and do a little more so that mommy and daddy have that extra time so that we can do whatever it is you'd like to do for a little bit every day That's powerful stuff. Awesome. And the whole just teaching them how to communicate, like you're saying, right? And, you know, taking that time and in a natural way building those skills. Um, I mean, they're preteens right now. Praise God for these moments of formation that will carry you through, <laughs> hopefully with a lot more ease and grace during the teenage years too, right? As they, mm-hmm. they learn to um, share what's on their hearts and know that they are being heard. That's awesome. So folks, you who are listening right now, what a great benefit. Imagine that your children have important things that they want to share with you that could make a difference in their relationship with you and maybe they don't feel comfortable or never, truthfully, maybe never even thought about it. And so a year becomes five years, becomes ten years and uh, think of that opportunity missed. So here's an opportunity today to think about bringing your family together to talk and pray and I thank you Walt and Liz for sharing that great example of, uh, of a grace that's um, flowing from me doing this. Let's go to the Langendurfers. We're here with our uh, grandbaby. Uh-huh. And so we decided to uh, attempt our, our family gathering uh, with her. She's only one, by the way. She likes to put her hands together when we pray. And hmm. uh, when Jesus' name was spoken, that was her prompt. Um, so it's encouraging to know that uh, our daughter and our son-in-law and their baby are, are clearly praying together. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. That was awesome. Millers? Seems that we are, um, I think we're getting better at it because we're becoming more familiar mm. um, with doing this. So I, I felt like our last time meeting went a lot more efficiently and smoothly and more relaxed. Awesome. So... Any standout stories, Joan, things that struck you? You know, we did. We had a great experience where we had a couple of 
children that had a bad day. Where is the moment we needed the most? Putting it mildly. And one of them, we chose not to take part in it. kick up the leaves and the magic is lost. And Joan and I made the executive decision to let that go. Mm -hmm. It was hard because we wanted to do this as a family, but we just thought that the circumstances warranted that. Because you had a bad day, you take it one down, you sing a sad song just to turn it around, you say you don't know, you tell me don't lie, you work at a smile and you go for a ride, you had a bad day. Mm -hmm. And what came out of the meeting, or out of our, our, our group meeting was, one of the other family, one of the other siblings said something really beautiful about the one that was missing. Mm -hmm. And we later shared that later in the night when we had a private discussion with, with our child that was missing. And, and it melted their heart uh, when we shared that. Awesome. And we saw evidence of that and we saw healing from that. Beautiful. And it was something very innocent that was shared, but it had profound impact. That was awesome. Noltners. We did ours today, and it was kind of a, a highlight. Uh, Version because of the gospel being the gospel of Luke and the prodigal son story. Mama told me when I was young. Our oldest son, uh, he's really turning his life around and he's he really came back. We had an opportunity, I was driving him home mm. and he um, he really uh, laid it all out there. He was, you know, just really apologetic for the way he had, you know kind of rejected us when he was younger and his, he's given up a lot of bad habits he's really turning himself around and praise god um, we just had a, a great it, it was it was an opportunity for me to show that you know how much we love him how much mercy there is and, and don't forget son there is someone we go into today and it's the prodigal son story and it's right. it's just like wow you know um that really hit us it hit and then the other side of that was that um damon our, our youngest son he's kind of like the older son he's like the obedient one and we said mm -hmm. we were asking him so which one do you feel like and he says well i feel like the, uh, the older son and the one who's obedient and does everything he's supposed to do and everything like that and so we had an opportunity to talk to him about well what you know, how does that, uh, you know, why do you do that? Get your lust, the rich man's gold, all that you need is in your soul, and you can do this if you try. Why is it? Why is it? Well, you know, because if I don't, then I'm going to get in trouble. I'm like, well, let's take that little bit deeper. Maybe there's a better, another reason you could think of. And so he's talking, well, because I love you, you know. It was just, it was just, I guess, just beautiful how that, that, that was the reading, given the circumstances of our lives right now. That was awesome. <laughs>
here along the ride with a family road trip podcast with four couples who are really keeping it real on this journey of gathering their families together for just 45 minutes a week to talk and pray. And as you're listening right now, we know that may meet some of you again with trepidation every week. It's not a culture that most of us have, especially as Catholics. And we know we're so busy. If you listen to former episodes, you'll hear them talk candidly. You know, we have our busy lives. But if we can't make that meaningful time to connect, to ask meaningful questions, questions about one another's lives, which is what? It's an occasion to experience God alive, God himself, that grace poured forth. And you're hearing some just great stories tonight about how that's happening when we just make that time, make it sacred, make it real, um, open the door. You heard in former episodes, some of the parents here talk about how they've been, if you will, ministered to or blessed by the candor or the honesty or the insight of their children. So um, we're so glad that you're with us. Folks, you can find out more about this, by the way, and do it this next week. Make the commitment. Go to ilovemyfamily.us and find out more. Join us. You know, let's face it, and we're just going to make it really honest and say, you know, it can be awkward. It can be difficult to overcome, you know, what is much easier than just turning on the TV or all being in our devices and such. It takes an audacity. I don't know a better word. It takes kind of an audacity for a dad mom to say, you know what? It's been really a long time since we've really meaningfully connected with one another. So that's really what this whole thing is all about. So we're going to go another around with each of you guys now that we're on the fourth leg of this journey and uh, I want just maybe a short tidbit from each of you as to how you personally are being impacted what difference is this gathering making on you personally I am an introvert and praying out loud and praying even just praying out loud with my husband from the heart it's it's not something that comes naturally to me and it's not easy Mm. Um, it stretches me a little bit I'm real. Pri- I'm more of a private person. I, you know, I, I'll say the rope prayers easily, but when it comes to the heart, it it's it's a little harder. And so, for me personally, doing this as a family and wanting to be a model for my children and for them to see that this is okay and normal, mm-hmm. and I want this to be something that is is easy and a long lasting effect for them mm-hmm. i think i think it was Lori langender for a couple weeks ago said that she was surprised how when they were talking how cassie just easily did it and i'm like I, that's what i want i want that for my children and they're not going to do it if i don't do it right. so for me personally it's it's helping me um to be brave enough to put my heart out there liz thanks for sharing that and just what advice simple advice might you give to moms and dads out there who have a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of fear, and maybe praying from the heart? What simple advice might you give them to lean into that? A simple, small step. What got you to lean into it? I just know that my goal as a mom and and our, our goal as parents is to get our children to heaven. Just, just praying for the Holy Spirit to come and mm-hmm. help me to be brave and to just say it like it is. Harden not my heart. Because really, it has to do with my heart being hardened and or pride that makes it that I don't want to say it aloud. That's awesome. Beautiful. Walt. Well, first of all, I'm profoundly blown away by the capacity and faith that my children do have mm-hmm. and their ability to express and to share it well beyond what you would assume a young person would be able to do. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful that my children enjoy the time and would personally, it's, it's just, it's so gratifying to see my children 
come to a place where they're starting to own the relationship with Christ individually. It's edifying to me to know that as imperfect as I am, my love for Christ and my wife's love for Christ is showing in our children and they are creating their own relationship with Christ. Langendorfers, Lori or Terry? I pretty much second what um, Liz said. Um, it's Praying out loud has never been something comfortable for me and we always prayed with the kids, but um, you know, our Father and Hail Mary and things like that and um, our little prayer that we added on the end that you pretty much had memorized, but to see Cassie grow the way she has, um, it, it just makes me sit, feel like this really works, and, and it's to see to see your family pray together like that. I'll keep you safe. huge blessings in all of this, but I think uh, consistency and repetition uh, is, is certainly something that um, I'm benefiting from personally, and knowing that uh, Lori and Cassidy are right there every week, we're making leaps and bounds, I think, in our commitment to do it. Awesome. awesome. And since we've had the Mueller report, we're now going to the Miller report. Personally, I feel that I'm growing in um, my own prayer life as far as praying with Paul and and with the kids to move to the next level and to kind of break out of the complacency of uh, being in a comfortable spot, but to be challenged to move forward with that and expand, meaning instead of just the, hey, I'll pray for you or let's pray the rosary which is wonderful it's trying the other formats of prayer like actually praying together um you know at that moment and um in a more open and spontaneous way paul my challenge i think is to get more holy with it if that makes sense what i'm finding i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying is the positive laughter true fun mm. that we're having Love as, to a, hear that. As, a, as a group from from age four to 48 there's a lot of laughter the best That's a, lo- so a lot great. of positive comments and as you anyone can imagine it's not always like that sometimes there's razzing going on that hurts feelings <laughs> uh just words sometimes have stronger meanings than they're meant to have especially with different age groups and we haven't experienced that we've we've seen just a lot of fun with the questions solid prayer time but i do want to not lose sight of why we're there incorporate some more solid deeper worship along with keeping the fun and laughter sustained that delight is so important and so often paul the foundation of that going deeper so um, i love that i mean too many but too many of us reduce faith to this kind of overly not just pious pietistic thing and there is the reverence and the depth and the insight but you are absolutely right i'm glad you gave testimony to that noltners it feels like God is alive in our home now. Mm-hmm. He's always been here, but 
not always been um, as present to us as he should be. And I feel now through through all of this that we're feeling God alive in our home and we're more um, committed to um, just living in it. I can see the light before I see the sun I just feel a more intimate connection with Lori and Damon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we when we're because of this, you know, that we're we're taking time and looking at things that are, that are more profound, and it's really uh, helped us grow close together. That was awesome. So moved by all of you brothers and sisters on this journey, and any of you who are listening to us right now, you know, you're getting some real life testimony of uh, what happens when we venture out of our boat and the comfort spaces of our lives and our homes that are so busy and dare to put a flag in the sand is the way we like to speak of it and bring the family together for meaningful conversation, meaningful questions. And it's pretty easy to follow. I love my family.us. You will find former episodes of this uh, family road trip podcast, as well as that gathering guide. It's new every week based upon Sunday readings and other daily questions that make it super easy. Like gather the family around, picture this in the college. You can do this over lunch, dinner, whatever. What's something you're grateful for? You know, what's something you're, you're, you're challenged by right now? What's a victory in your life? Things like that that really open the door. And if nothing else, convey to, convey to a family member, I'm interested in you. I really care about what's going on in your life. And what tends to happen when we do this also, if we're really attuned to another person, is we have other questions that the Spirit puts on our heart. Questions that help us connect with them and uh, care for them in ways that are off the grid, if you will. And that's when you really know this thing is more than just following a program. And those who are listening tonight are giving testimony to that. You know, God is breaking out. It's, it's really, really cool. So we're so grateful that you guys joined us tonight for the fourth episode of our Family Road Trip Podcast. We'll look forward to connecting with you next time. God bless you. We're back with you here, Ignite Radio Live. Greg and Stephanie Schleter, a Lenten edition on this night, anticipating the breakout of spring. Which of us aren't excited to see consistent 50s and 60 degrees? And 70s. And 70s. But just to say that really is a matter of perspective, isn't it? Because if we got 50 and 60 degrees in July, we'd be freezing. But right now... It'll be awesome. Anyways, folks, we're encouraging you to call in. You heard some hopefully meaningful, authentic storytelling, testimony from these four couples. Can that I have, just say? You like, can say what you like. How beautiful. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. God be praised. Why? Just listening to their hearts, their testimony. Mm-hmm. I mean, we repeat over and over and over again. You know, they defeated the enemy by the blood of the mm-hmm. Lamb our Holy Mass, and the words of their testimony. The enemy has been defeated over and over and over and over and over again in those last 20 minutes. I mean, just so moving that those um, four couples, the four families that we're journeying together with, um, just sharing so authentically, you know, and, and to hear what the Lord is evidently 
doing in each of their lives personally as a married couple and as a family and all that he still desires to do. And it's just, it's just beautiful. So we've got this cool new Berkey water filter thingy in our kitchen that my daughter's <laughs> thingy. well researched and a little bit of some health, more than a little bit of health consciousness and research has entered the Schleter home. And we were always fairly healthy, I guess, but like new level. Anyways, I digress. We have this Berkey water filter. And I think often that, you know, he's got this fresh water right in front of us. And how many of us are that person who is parched? We're parched. We're in the desert. And that's our spiritual life. That's our souls. We're looking for God to anoint us. We're looking for peace. We're looking to banish anxiety and depression and difficulty. And we're ready to speak about those things with this cup in our hands, which is our souls fashioned for Christ. And we just keep walking by the Berkey. You know, it's like I'm thirsty. I'm parched. Is right there, and I, I really think the gathering guide is exactly that. These couples would give testimony to that, that it does take um, uh, atmosphere shift. It takes a leadership, as it does on a retreat. If you've been on Crescio, Chirp, Ignite, whatever, it takes the leaders to say, all right, guys, we're now going to do this. And it compels them to a sacred space of anticipation, of encounter. For whatever reason, the last 30, 40 years, we've lost a sense of a godly ritual sense in our homes. It's become a bad word. Well, we want to have, keep everything hippie cool. It's just like not, you know, make anything formal, except for sports, except for watching Final Four, except for all these other things we ritualize. But when's the last time we made the time to encounter God alive in conversation? That's what these folks are doing. And we're inviting you to join us and discover what they're discovering. Their kids um, coming alive. And, uh, and the relationship's coming alive. So I love my family.us. Check it out. Anyways, call in. If any of that inspired you or moved you, just call in and tell us that. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you have some questions. Maybe you got a good challenge for us, a good controversial question. We'll even take that. 877 275 8098. 877 275 8098. And I, I want to give it just a quick shout out to um, a blessing, profound blessing in my life over the past 65 days. Last year, let me back up, if you listen to our episode, episodes around that time, this last time, last year this time, uh, we interviewed some men who are doing this Exodus 90 thing. And there are about 10 brothers that gathered and made the commitment to do this, a solid commitment to engage in this, let's just call it a rule of life. It was founded at Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg for men to truly Seek freedom, as Exodus is all about, freedom from captivity. And so I, you know, I thought to myself, yeah, I'm like 30 years older than these guys, or 20, but it, it, it struck a note in my heart, you know. If men rushed into burning towers on 9-11 for people they didn't even know, why can't I do this for God's grace more fully alive in me and my family? Why can't I entrust myself to him? So I... I didn't really, a friend, Drew Blazik, thank you, Drew. Drew said, hey, Greg, what do you think? Should we do this? It was like a day before it was going to begin. And so I got that message before Mass, the day before this thing was set to begin. And I thought, man, the last thing I want to do is this, this significant rule of life called Exodus 90. During Mass, it haunted me. And after Mass, I knew I had to do it. I knew as a man internally, there were spaces of captivity in me. I knew there were spaces of lethargy, of some kind of just maybe less than full life. And I knew that this was the answer. 
So I said yes to Drew, and then I threw out the invite to a bunch of men, and praise God, eight other guys have joined us. So we're on day 65. What is this Exodus 90 real quick? Um, It's a strong commitment to three areas of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. With prayer, we commit to a daily reflection, a holy hour. Of course, we pray for our brothers. They call it a fraternity, all the men involved in Exodus, and we try to make a nightly examine every night, which is awesome. If you've never done that, our fathers and grandfathers, men did this regularly. They thought back on their day, and they considered what were areas that they were strong to give God glory in, what are some challenges, and they really prayerfully committed to the next day. Asceticism, check this out. Take cold showers every day. Yeah, ouch. Mm-hmm. Practice regular, intense rec- exercise. So for me, it's three days a week say running. Recreation. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Oh, okay. Uh, get a full night's sleep. That's probably I'm not so good at that. At least seven hours recommend. I was actually looking forward to that one, and I'm okay with that. Abstain from alcohol. For a lot of us, that's tough. I like recreational alcohol, like a couple beers a week. I certainly like my martini and scotch once in a while. But it's been awesome, 65 days. Simultaneously, while giving up alcohol, I've reflected a lot on how um, maybe even us Catholics have factored it into our happiness, if you will, or our social gatherings. It's just woven into it. And maybe we haven't considered not so much addiction, um, but maybe an attachment to it. So it's been awesome just not to have any and to be praying for those people who particularly struggle. Anyways, I'll continue. We abstain from desserts and sweets. We abstain from eating between meals. We abstain from soda or sweet drinks. We abstain from television, movies, or televised sports, which is tough for me. I like good movies. And our family, once in a while, it was like a bonding experience. Nobody abstained from video games. Fortunately, that's not been part of my experience or our home. Abstain from non-essential material purchases. I couldn't buy that. Corvette I really wanted. Darn. Hot Wheels. Um, only use the computer for work, school, or essential tasks. Only use mobile devices for essential communications. That's been tough for me, but I've grown in it tremendously because these devices, I have one in my hand reading these items, even in, even in the work that I do, uses uh, a lot of digital access, but I've really had to discern how much of it is necessary for the kingdom and how much of it is sort of a built-in need for that dopamine hit. We've had programs about that. But how many of us could really abstain completely from this thing if we go out, outside, out, outdoors to an event or something, and we didn't have our device with us? Would we feel naked? I think most of us would feel maybe that way. Um, on all Wednesdays and Fridays, we abstain from meat and only eat one full meal, as well as two smaller meals that together are not equal to the full meal. This is cool. Every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., our brothers meet at Little Flower Parish, the good Father David Nuss at 7 a.m. It's really been awesome to have that additional grace on that Tuesday morning. And then Thursday, 6 a.m., we gather as brothers and we hold each other accountable and uh, discuss the blessings and the challenges. And my beautiful wife shares in this commitment by oatmeal bar or other things, which is really quite impressive for her. So that has been for me not just a, a checklist of things to do. It really has been um, a challenge to strip me of, might I say, spiritual narcissism, spiritual presumption. You know, that realm that, that you know, screw tape speaks to Christians, that, hey, you're a holy guy, you pray these things, or you inform yourself and go to these events. Well, that can all be a security blanket under which we aren't radically relying on Jesus at a deeper level, where we're not, you know, seeking that greater transformation in Christ to have his heart. 
And so through this, they did ask us to kind of state a why that would um, keep us on track, why we're doing this. Of course, for me, it's just that greater, deeper alignment of my my heart with Jesus is. And there have been some struggles. Um, certainly, I'd say that uh, more than um, any time, because when you're going at this, the enemy gets in there. And uh, I've had to become aware of um, aspects in my life that maybe I haven't considered in the past. And um, that's been a real blessing also. So Exodus 90 is what that's called. Actually, I'll say next year, I would love to see an army of men say yes to this. So if you're a man or you're, you know, you have a husband or, or sons, you know, challenge them. Men, if you like Navy SEALs, if you're moved by Rangers, if you like these books of, you know, that that show uh, men in heroic places and sacrificing themselves, I'm challenging right now because I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it again next year. I'm challenging you to pray already now to do this next year, to discover an abundance of God's transforming grace. If this appeals to you, just to make a basic commitment, I'm going to challenge you to send me an email, alive at massimpact.us, alive at massimpact.us, and just say, Greg, Exodus 90, I'm interested next year. So you have a younger little... Lad. Lad in your Exodus 90 group, who happens to be working the soundboard, John Paul Schleter. Howdy. Hello, hello. How is your Exodus 90 going for you? It's an Exodus, to put it simply. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely been such a blessing. Um, it's a challenge, um, but it's a challenge that is necessary for growth and human What's excellence. What's the hardest thing for you? Hardest thing Which for me um, has been to do all of the uh, sacrifices with joy. Um, <laughs> it started out, I was cool with it, um, but then as you go on, it's like uh, another cold shower. Day 30. I just work. Day 40. Up. Yeah. Um, but to do it with joy and you really recognize over it that joy is not a feeling. Um, you recognize hmm. that it's a choice and that with Every single thing, it's a choice. Your attitude, whether or not you're going to do it. Uh, we're all gifted and blessed with uh, the ability to choose freely. And so you really recognize the areas in your life where that's hard. And you recognize that because it's so hard to choose freely, you're enslaved to something. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we're not called to slavery, but called to freedom in Christ. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely been the biggest blessing is just recognizing those areas of slavery in my life and recognizing that the Lord wants to bring freedom to that and that it doesn't matter how you feel, but that freedom mm-hmm. is a choice. So. Amen. So Ralph Martin, uh, I'm reading, g- slowly going through one of his books, Fulfillment of All Desire, which is a marvelous, marvelous description of the church's mystical tradition and really the the path we're all dest- we're all on. And, uh, you know, the destiny is heaven. And as he states so clearly, there's nobody in heaven who's not a saint. Think about that. There's nobody in heaven who is not a saint. And there's really only two kingdoms. There's heaven and the other place. So if we want to go to heaven, it's about becoming a saint. And though we might hope to shoot for purgatory, um, most people's experiences, you tend to fall short of what you shoot for. So you get what I'm saying? If you're shooting for purgatory and we often miss where we're going for, we ought to have our hearts and eyes fixed on eternity and see that this moment, this day, these circumstances that surround us are occasions, custom-designed retreat for us to become holy. So um, whether it's in this world or in the next, 
we ought to look at our lives, especially in this um, very materially abundant, even the the worst among us in the United States, um, the least among us, um, the most impoverished among us, are profoundly blessed, which means what? We, uh, to that extent, we deprive ourselves, if you will, of that radical reliance on God. We, we therefore ought to look for opportunities all the more for prayer and fasting and penance, to deprive ourselves of things. And if we don't, and I think a lot of you folks, if you're like me, you feel languishing. You feel like maybe you go to Mass or you, you observe your spiritual practices, but if we're not looking at our lives through the lens of heaven and depriving ourselves of those areas of slavery and addiction, um, we are living in captivity and God desires more. So here's where the church is so rich and so abundant. It's not a me and God alone thing. It's a community, holy communion, to have a context of brothers and sisters, ideally a family, spouse, right? But Exodus 90, it's brothers, like uh, men and brothers in arms, to work together to become holy in specific ways. That's the gift that Exodus 90 has been and is. That's awesome. Thank you, John Paul, too, for that witness. Um, talking about Exodus, which reminds me of Moses and the Israelites, etc. <laughs> right? Yes. I wonder why. So there was just a funny cartoon. This is the 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 funny break of our show tonight. Should I cue up some canned no, laughter? Picture Moses on Mount Sinai, and here's the caption. Technically, Moses was the first person with a tablet downloading data from the cloud. Nice. Ba-dum-bum. Might be a little heretical, <laughs> but that's awesome. I thought it was funny when I saw that. Um, no, awesome. How's it been for you? Well, so I wanted Living to- with John Paul and me. During so Exodus 90. I'm going to avoid that question. No, it's been, you guys have been a great witness. I must say at first it was like a little bit like. Uh, Why? Um, managing. Well, I think it, it was, yes, managing. Supper. <laughs> all of things. You. No, it was beautiful from the beginning. But just really, um, as with anything, it takes a little bit of time for the traction and figuring out the new normal and um you guys weren't grumpy, but I think you were trying to um, figure it all out yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> too. Um, it just seems more natural now. So mm-hmm. um, the cold shower thing, I just still can't get over. I just must be so wimpy. Um, well, you turn the shower on and wait for it to get warm. I know. And then I, I got to turn it cold and wait for it to get cold. <laughs> no, but it's it's a witness to me. It's a witness to our other family members. Um you know, the, the early morning prayer times and I mean, which is a a normal part of your life anyway, but just to see it, um, done in a more sacrificial way because it's earlier and perhaps maybe longer and a more specific thing. Um, it just is, is great witness. And I, as wife and mother, um, definitely see the spiritual fruits and, Mm. and even to comment on that, going into what I was going to say, um, we were very, very blessed, Greg and I, this past weekend to lead a, a mission one marriage retreat with eight couples, seven mm-hmm. couples. Well, we were one of eight, okay. so other so seven. seven other couples. Yep. For Mass um, Impact. For Mass Impact, uh, each of these couples were from Holy Trinity Parish, which is just a very, very special place. So shout out to Holy Trinity and Father Mike Dandrian and you wonderful, wonderful people, all of you out there. Um, but just... A blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Mm-hmm. But Greg, I can say that um, the Lord 
um, I'm looking for the right word and it's not coming to me, but it was evident that all of your prayer and fasting and sacrificing um, flowed into the leading of that in the your words and your witness and your direction and um you know we don't do things just to do them right and and think they don't have any effect otherwise why do them right so if i can get be like that without putting the work in right um but god was faithful god is faithful and so watching that really all of those graces that he's been working on you and in you and with you certainly flowed through. And so I would see that as a huge thing. And then our family was very blessed. Shout out to um, St. Mary's Parish in Norwalk and St. Anthony's in Milan. Um, We were blessed to be uh, their parish mission Sunday night. So here we come after (laughs) three days of leading a retreat and picking up our kids and heading to Norwalk. Um, And even with that, just the docility of spirit, which you led, which I really see as a as um, just the fruits of Exodus ninety so far. So I'm glad we're, we're recording this. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. You're usually very affirming. No, it's but just awesome. I appreciate that, and and truthfully, um, I know how easy it can be for those of us who've been blessed to know the value of religion and ritual to enter into religion and ritual. Um, and be faithful to those observances. And I'm kind of repeating what I said before, but it is so true and awakening for me in the past, this 65 days so far, and that is what? To discover the relationship at the heart of that ritual, that living, breathing encounter with God. And I'd say one thing that was really has been amplified over these 65 days has been that Psalm 4610, Be still and know that I am God. When I survey men who I'm around more often than women, but when I ask people, what does your prayer look like? I'm a little surprised and stunned. Number one, how many actually have a committed morning prayer time? So few do. And then those who actually do that, you know, morning prayer is awesome. The divine office, the Psalms are awesome. It's a prayer of the church, certainly mass, awesome. But to ask the question, are you able to be still and know that he's God? You know, to, to be patient and wait for the, the processes of our mind and imagination to subside those storms and seas and our thoughts and the stuff emerging from us to subside and to find that place, that deeper place that the Spirit enters in and takes, takes hold, that presence of God that, that makes us aware of who we are in Him, that foundation. And that connection space, I would say, for me over the last 65 days was a place of really looking at Truthfully, all of my vows, marriage, family, mass impact, through the lens of God and wanting to look at it through his lens. It's a blessed thing to do. So my encouragement, if anything else, um, whatever your Lenten practices are out there, brothers and sisters, is to, in the desert, go to the oasis. You know, get that, get the water from the Berkey. Um, take that time and be still and know that, receive that time and know that you're going to be agitated and annoyed and struggle with thoughts that will be invading you, which should be enough to tell you that the enemy doesn't want us to have this space, wants to rob us of this intimacy space of God, with God, in silence every morning. So we'd love to hear from you how your Lent is going, any prayer requests, 877-275-8098, anything that you'd like to share with us tonight. 
Um, again, 877-275-8098. Speaking of which, just talking about the um, parish mission that we did, two specific petitions came to my heart, and so I passed them along to mm-hmm. you, our listeners. One was um, a very dear woman who was very saddened and uh, lamenting the fact that um, a number of her older children had left the church. So mm. just prayers for her, prayers for them to return, and all that God desires to do in that situation. And then also for a gentleman who was struggling with um, physical ailments in his feet. So just prayers of healing um, mm-hmm. lifted for him right now. There was another woman who had approached us at the end, and she had left the Catholic Church for lack of vitality. We can make all the judgments we want, but, you know, she was looking for not just profession of life, but actual life. Where's the life? Like the little lady in the early Wendy's commercials, where's the beef? She was looking for that vitality and that life. It led her out of the church and to become engaged in a local evangelical church and she came back to the church and retains involvement in that church for that vitality and she had said to us perhaps one of the best compliments we could possibly have is she said uh, i have not experienced this much joy in 20 years i haven't experienced this much joy in 20 years which is truly a blessing because at the very outside of this retreat we you know said we together as a family are blessed to be with you tonight to more fully encounter god truly present and to discover that he has made our lives, our ordinary lives, custom-designed retreats to encounter him. That was our hope for the retreat, in awakening to his real presence, not just in these special moments, but in everyday life. And um, if you're interested in a parish retreat for us, you can contact us. Uh, we're very blessed to be able to do this and uh, to see so much grace come from it. Um, again, alive at massimpact.us. I'm Steph Moore on this weekend. So three days we had with these other seven couples. And it's a kingdom theme. We kind of conveyed, you know, would God ask us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven without providing the means to fulfill it. Think about that. We pray that prayer hopefully every day. But would he have us pray? Would Jesus have taught us the Lord's Prayer without providing a means to fulfill it? And secondly, perhaps it's that awakening of how are we meant to be availed, to be instruments of his answer? I mean, which of us don't yearn for God's kingdom to come in our marriages, in our families, in our world? And for it to be more than just these words that we profess, which of us aren't like, you know, I'm tired of just, you know, going from place to place with the, this holy event and that retreat and that weekend, this and this seven-week series, and looking back and asking the honest question, are we really holier today versus a year ago? Have we really conquered anxiety, depression, uh, unkindness, meanness, selfishness? Are we more conquered this year versus last year? I truly believe, especially with this Exodus 90 and united with those couples this weekend, number one, that that's in all of our hearts, that we want to see traction, we want to see progress, and number two, that God is pouring forth his grace and clarity on that road to make that progress. What we're all about with this retreat and actually as a movement with Mass Impact to make those steps. We've got the vision, we've got the grace from Christ, And we want to put those steps firmly in a way that we can gather regularly to support and uh, hold accountable and be occasions of growing in specific ways. So that weekend, really, it was four different kind of areas, sessions, if you will, that involved beautiful prayer and sharing and clear areas of accountability that show that standard 
that standard of holiness that none of us are even near, but how awesome to know that there's a standard there so that we can uh, seek the grace to get there. So those four areas are the kingdom alive in my own soul. It's got to begin there. To seek God's grace. Like links on a chain, right? It's number one, our relationship with God. Cultivating that relationship. Below that is our relationship with our spouse, those of us who are married. Below that link is the relationship with the family. And then all the rest is the world. So if you can picture those links, if the top one, if we're not taking that time to be renewed in prayer, if it's not alive in our hearts, to that extent, our marriages and our families and the world is going to suffer. So I'm kind of saying also that there's nothing more powerful around us than what God wants to do within us. There's nothing more powerful that God wants to do around us. The primary thing is what he wants to do within us. Are we letting him? Are we cooperating with him? Or are we allowing devices to be divisive? Are we allowing them to rob us of time in the presence of Christ to be renewed? Do we even even believe that he's there? I mean, maybe that's a good question for us to ask. Do we even believe that if we take the time, that we are truly in the depths of our souls going to encounter the living presence of God? Because if we did, in our parched experiences, we'd experience those streams of living water. We would not ever miss our prayer time in the morning. As Father Larry says, no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no bed. He's kind of conveying that idea. Are we making the time to receive the healing, the renewing of his grace? A second blessing, and I'll just cue my wife, um, is just the blessing of Bob Schutz. I just got to give a shout out to my brother Bob Schutz, just his journey uh, and what he, the gift Amazing gift to the church right now at this time. The books that he's writing and and the programs, I don't want to call them programs, the encounter opportunities that he and the JP2 Healing Center are providing are are so rich and so practically powerful and, and transformative. We're weaving it into what we're all about with Mass Impact, but I'm just going to cue you, Steph, as to you know, share what you're experiencing in our you know, seven-week series and, and unveiled series and all of that. I just see a big smile, so you beautiful kind of, smile. Yeah, kind of explained that a little bit. So Dr. Bob Schutz is with the JP2 Healing Center down in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, check his website out. I think it's jp2healingcenter.com. Um, he is truly amazing, truly a gift to the church in this time, in this place, for so many people, and has such a heart for Christ and the church and has an amazing gift in um, as with his, his psychologist counseling. Mm-hmm. Not, solid Catholic, magisterial, <laughs> so, solid yes. Catholic, so alive in the Holy Spirit. Clinical experience, if you will, and beautifully weds it with the sacraments and the and church teaching and um, saints. And, I mean, just all that we know and love and are blessed with in our church and um, we are, he was on our radio show at least once, Couple maybe times. twice, yep. right? And his brother, Bart Schutz, who is also down at the JP2 Healing Center, they have many different events going on, many different, um, I think they might call them conferences, but I don't mm-hmm. even like that word for them. I like the word that you chose, encounter, because they really see um, individual souls and really want them to experience the healing power of the Father's heart. And we are blessed to be um, journeying with a number of married couples, um, using it as our, our seven-week lit 
Lenten series, if you will, um, by going through his, it's called Unveiled. And so we have his audio talk going and the, the workbook and gosh, what the Lord has done mm-hmm. every Thursday night in our family room and just his words and, you know, going through some of the pages of the workbook together mm-hmm. and the discussion that is had and the vulnerability and honesty um, in such a beautiful, holy way of these couples just sharing and helping each other and supporting each other and just kind of um, really taking a hard look. And it, I hope it doesn't sound like Oprah Winfrey <laughs> time, but it's it's a holy oh. prayer together. Mm-hmm. And so any and all of his works that we have experienced, his um, book, Be Healed, Phenomenal, Be Transformed. Um, his He has a newer book called Real Suffering, um, He's coming out with many more, and those are just a few of the ones that I'm mentioning. He has different programs for, um, it works a lot with priests and seminarians. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are a number of parish programs now available for parishes to come to healing, and um, just a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff going. So we're excited to kind of be partnering with him on different levels, uh, Mass Impact and but even using this um, with these married couples has just been a true grace. I just feel like this Lent <laughs> should be harder it's or amazing. something. You know, like I feel like we're already experiencing mm. resurrection graces. Um, Absolutely. But just in, in these moments, and certainly just carrying, um, like we've been calling it, sacred sadness. Those mm. um, people in our in our lives that we know have suffered great losses. Um, or are struggling right now with different sicknesses or huge crosses in their marriage or family life. And and it's all woven in there, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the beauty of the Paschal mystery? So I want to share with you in the short time we have left, what we're looking at for the remainder of this year and how the Holy Spirit we feel is anointing us to unite marriages and families in this mission of claiming this area for the kingdom. Again, in that order of God first wants to claim us our marriage. Second, Number two, our family and overflowing to the world. We're seeking to be united with couples in their own parishes. We're not a, you know, a parallel track. We are anchored in our own parish, and we're all about that transformation that God offers us in our sacraments. So number one is to unite with married couples who want to embrace us and journey together. So practically, uh, April 11th, we are having an Ignite at St. Rose, 630. So mark your calendar for April 11th. We're continuing to do these lit gatherings with couples who are tracking together and being formed all the more and encouraging, not just for ourselves, but overflow, empty, fill, and overflow. You've heard us say that. We're not just about our hot tub. We want to be occasions of grace for others. And so we're being formed in that. If that interests you, you may want to contact us also if you think you and your spouse are about that. Anyways, Encounter, you've heard of that. It was at the Seagate Center. Uh, Father Matthias Thalen and Patrick Rice, we are... Uh, intimately partnering with them in many ways. They're going to be utilizing our Live It at the end of their events and asking people to make the commitment because they, like us, and people with Grisio and Chirp and Axe and Ignite, increasingly we know we have to do this. It cannot end on the last day of an event. We have to avail our hearts and our minds to living it in our marriages and in our homes. We can't anymore look back here and say, well, I gather with this group at that place and that time, but fail where God fundamentally calls us in our homes. So that's just going to take an audacity to say, I, you know, I'm done with that. 
I, I want to go to these events. I want the encounter, but I want to live it. So anyways, Encounter will be partnering with us October 12th. We are looking to do a special healing event, Father Matthias and Patrick Rice partnering with them, setting up what? Presents for Christmas, of course, will continue at the end of this year. And we will again be at the Seagate Center in January uh, with another Encounter event, a marvelous few days. Peter Herbeck and a few others, superstars, are going to be there that day. And then we are identifying couples who truly want to be formed all the more to be missionary disciples. Again, not just for ourselves, but so it overflows to our marriages and families and the world. And Peter Herbeck, we're working with him and a few others, uh, Bob Schutz and others, to identify um, monthly times of committed formation where we'll be formed over three seasons to become, uh, if you will, disciples, married couples, missionary families to this entire region. That's the prayerful hope. Um, I will make it a small appeal. We hardly ever ask for resources or money. We trust in God. And uh, Stephanie and I have been blessed for five years plus um, to continue this ministry. But it is a shoestring, and there's so much more God wants to do with this. It is a nonprofit organization. we got a board of directors. It's fully accountable. God has put big dreams in our hearts to see marriages and families come alive. As John Paul II said, the future of humanity passes by way of the family. The future of humanity passes by way of the family. We want to be a vital occasion for marriages to discover their identity as an image of the Trinity and to live it abundantly. So go to massimpact.us if you don't mind. And even right now, consider being a monthly partner with us. Consider making a donation. We rarely ask because we trust so much in God. Um, And it's difficult to humble ourselves and ask. But we we ask you to please prayerfully consider being generous. Um, No amount is truly too small or too great with the vision that we have. And call us if you have questions about what else is in store. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our marriages, our families, overflowing to this world. For the glory of your name, through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen, and God bless you.